amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello and welcome back to the TOVG podcast. Last yeah. week we didn't have yeah. one. I dearly apologize. I was I was sick with like one of the worst throat infections of my life, and apparently you guys didn't want to go without me. No, nah. no. Yeah, I I remember specifically in the chat you were like, no, uh, I you can't do it without me. Please I did not don't say that. It. I suggested don't do it without me. <laughs> I think Please. I suggested that you could do it without me, and I was surprised to find out later that night that you guys did not choose to go that route. We were both super busy as well, and it was yeah. more of like a. The George sickness is an omen that maybe this week's podcast shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. See, you know, we, we want to keep the quality up to par, you know? And if um the this dryness is quality. If, if if uh <laughs> if the bunny doesn't bring the dryness every week, you know, then we it'll just be a happy podcast. And no one wants a happy podcast, no, right? No, people yeah, want to argue about video games. <laughs> Every new you know, video game is either the worst or the best video game ever. You know, yeah, it's, you know, it's like our our patented catchphrase that's totally been around since forever on the podcast. Tribes. Once you hop, you just can't stop. Oh you know? yeah, I remember so, that beloved one that we came up with we, way way back in the day. We can't have yeah. a podcast where two p where all the participants like fun. You know, yeah. So, so I don't know. Like I remember there were I think I think there was just one podcast in this whole run we've been doing this where it was just me and jimmy by ourselves and i remember neither of us like <laughs> i remember it going really well like both of us being happy and peppy and moving through the topics nice and fast and smooth yeah but, was, didn't you guys weird oh 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 excuse me i'm the one who ruined it all wait 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 <laughs> didn't you guys used to do it by your just you two and just like maybe a guest sometimes in the beginning uh no it was we we had a guest consistent? every week yeah. but it was ah. like it was like TOVG people so we had uh, uh, like Kite Tales and, Jordan. and uh, Jordan were the old regulars uh, I guess I guess that's it before, um, before they decided oh. to but it, yeah not. we we had it was a third that was in rotation every week and then eventually uh, you came along Matt and then we were just like this we works looked very back. well yeah it's now easier you have a variety to, now. Everyone yeah, has, has to have, we like, have yeah. some diversity. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You know, I, I'm glad you said it because <laughs> I was about to say it, and I was like, "That nah, you know, I'll keep the black jokes to a minimum." Oh, I got one more <laughs> later on, but that's fine. So, what have you guys been doing? All right, so everybody, black everybody, jokes. now just hold your breath in anticipation for the impending black joke. You'll never know when it's going to come out, but when it comes out, you will know it. <laughs> yeah, you will. It'll. <laughs> It'll it'll hit you like a um, don't make a black joke right now. Hang don't on, make a hang black on. Joke. I'm, 
it'll 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 hit you like a. So what are you even playing, Matt? Like a warp drive to the <laughs> space station. Absolutely you playing a, nothing. The first time, the first time you 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 start with me first is like the first time I'm I'm like playing, n not nothing, but all right. I've I've been playing um for a separate channel. I've been playing um no uh the wolf among us and i've okay. been i started metal gear peace walker but i haven't Ooh. properly um you know really get into it okay. you know get really comfortable in it i You're... i just you know after freaking 30 minutes you already <laughs> can see a 16 year old's underwear so i am already just like maybe i shouldn't play metal gear games also maybe guess i'm what? not the right person to play metal gear games peace walker is the t-rated one that was aimed for kids <laughs> to play in public on their vitas oh vita oh. vita i'm oh. sorry not vita it was actually an original psp game but you can't oh, tell okay. it looks like a vita game it looks good it looks good yeah it looks it's fine just yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. I, I see as the series goes forward, uh, Kojima gets more and more insane, which is weird because mm -hmm. PT PT was like, I mean, it was a demo, of course, but it was like really good. So I had high expectations. Do you still have for, like, it installed? The series? Uh, PT, I think so. Yeah. Okay, good. Never Do get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, because it will just be gone. Forever. It will increase the resale value of your PS4 considerably. Yeah. Do you think that PT was named such not only because of like playable teaser and whatever and whatever, but it's like like Kojima's like looking back on on his his PTSD of working with <laughs> Konami. Oh, that was <laughs> D Jimmy. You're usually way better than that. That was actually a, a serious question. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to make a pun. I like th that might be a thing. <laughs> you you always make the fun puns. The I, puns. I, if you I will. really would love to see a documentary about him working at uh, Konami. You know, because it's it's it, uh, playing the games back to back to back. It gets really weird, man. I, and I you, mean, you, I, you, like you, you, you don't want to look too deeply into it because it's a game or whatever, and people like to, you know, it's a game, whatever. But like when you look deeply at it, it's like, ooh, there's something going on here with Kojima. Another interesting thing going on is that, um, as as he follows the big boss character arc, like he's following a character who becomes vilified in the later games, yeah. which means that that you have to play someone who like develops a very anti-American perspective. Like, I don't know how far you are into it, but that game uh, sparked a lot of controversies on launch because, you know, you have like little girl panties and whatnot. But also there's a lot of um, idolizing of Che Guevara. If you listen to the tapes, like Big Boss and Kaz are just like, oh, I love Twig Everera's dick. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> and uh, it, that, that you know, rustled che a few jimmies. Vera? Sorry, I said it wrong, but you know, what the, it, who, who famous is that? Cuban revolutionary who traveled across South America oh. spreading the word of, of communism and, and anti Western sentiment. And oh. his face on Hot Topic shirts. Uh, yeah yeah oh oh but um. yeah um the, <laughs> the storyline of peace walker has <laughs> yeah. a lot of uh 
interesting analogs where where it kind of serves as a response to the philosophies outlined in MGS3 and the response it develops turn out to be like kind of wrong which you should already know from Big Boss's story in the previous games like the guy turns into a villain and goes absolutely crazy and becomes a warmonger who's like scooping up children in Metal Gear 2 to turn them into soldiers which is like objectively wrong mm. uh, how mm. far are you into Peace Walker not not far just a okay because it's really cup. fun knowing what you know from metal gear 2 going through this one because mm. and this is why i was so hyped that you played metal gear 2 back in the day because you get to see that character like happen here and in mgs3 it's just like hinted at at the very end of the game but this one like goes through the really weird and kind of crazy justifications behind the mentality that character develops into in metal gear 2 which is a game from like 20 years before this one yeah. was made which is crazy and <laughs> what is so fun about going through this series is that it maintains a continuity that spans yes. three decades <laughs> I, I love stuff like that, though. That, that that's definitely the stuff I like. I, I it, you make a game from way before, you don't just forget all that. You know, you want to keep it with you. And yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. I'll keep a close eye on that for sure. Also, it's fun that you're doing Wolf Among Us at the same time. I feel like those two games you're playing through have very separate progressions. Peace Walker begins really strong, and becomes a slog towards the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Peace Walker does begin really strong and becomes a slog towards the like midpoint, endpoint. And so does Wolf Among Us. It's one of Telltale's strongest games, I think, are the first two episodes. But then three, four, and five gradually peter out to like a oh, ridiculous no. point. Mm. Oh no. Well, I'm I'm in episode two at the moment. It's good, and, isn't it? And it's it's Solving the murder music mysteries. is good and the yeah, style, it's, just, it's there's some shots that look like actual comic book art just like coming to life in front of you. Yeah. And and weirdly enough, that also goes away in the last two episodes. Okay, all right. No more. No more. Right, no. Right. I don't expectations are gonna be yeah, like Yeah, I don't wanna <sighs> Yeah. I don't, I don't wanna leer I'm gonna you be like, left oh, or right. Oh, oh. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> it's gonna be sad. Okay. Okay, but that that's me. That's that. That's been me. What I'm about really, you guys? really my, interested my, in hearing you. Your thoughts on Peace Walker. Next my week. only advice to you, Matt, yeah. going through the Wolf Among Us is uh, glass him. Oh yeah, <laughs> glass him. What? Why Just, does you'll know when the time comes. That? Okay. You'll know when the time comes. People in the comments if, if you're saying in episode glass- two, you might have already seen that. Actually, you just might have not picked that option. I uh, no, I didn't. I didn't because someone in the in the <laughs> in the oh, does that mean you will be will be able to catch both of them at the same time if you glass them? I don't. I don't know what the implications are. I just think that the option is very funny. Well, I, yeah, I, yeah, I it also is. didn't it pick is. glass him, so I didn't know what the joke was until I saw the video, <laughs> and it's a pretty good option. Okay, I got. I got to definitely see it because it's, it's, it's a good option that's really poorly conveyed about what glass him means yeah, until uh, you do it. Yeah. Okay, so that's what they said. It's like, oh, just to tell you, Matt, glass him means um, you're going to bust, you know, bust his head open with 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 a bottle, not no, you're like gonna, add you're gonna melt down the surface of his home not planet into glass. Yeah. 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 There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, turn it over. That's the first thing I thought of, actually. <laughs> yeah, me that is too. the first thing I Halo. thought of. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Wolf Two Among Us is, is the best Halo game. Anyways. <laughs> oh. Other games before we get into the obvious big one. Uh, What's the obvious big one? Oh, never uh, mind. Uh, I, I remember. <laughs> uh, What have I been playing? Nothing, really. I've been working on my cosplay, which is probably done as of today. If I don't take the picture by today, I'm not making it to the cosplay contest. Did you try deadline. to get back into Pokemon Go? No, because mm. I, I haven't even touched it. They've they've gone back on on their their wayward ways. Yeah, I I, I know of the the patching and the the new stuff we'll get into later, but yeah. uh, I haven't been anywhere to play it, and I just really haven't felt any motivation to do so. Because uh, um, I would it, be kind of interested in hearing your thoughts if you look at the demo coming up when we do talk about it on the news of how the new uh, nearby system is going to work. It looks kind of neato. I've seen bits and pieces, and I I mean, it's a step in the right direction. I just, I hope for their sake that they haven't pretty much, like, you know, (laughs) alienated enough of their fan base for it to not matter. And that they don't fuck everything up with with technical issues. Right. That as well. When you're talking about the big game, are you talking about No Man's Sky? Yep. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, being black, you would think, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with size, but apparently I wasn't big enough to get a No Man's Sky key, so I'm 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 gonna be salty here, okay? I, I, I'm gonna be a little salty here. I'm, I'm sorry little... to report that That was the black I mean, you might have you might have missed yeah. out <laughs> You might have missed out on some good YouTube fun views, but uh, you didn't miss out on a good <laughs> video oh, game fun no. game oh no okay I, I, yeah okay i, I think okay. the only people who are not disappointed by no man's sky are a very very narrow sect of people who a uh, uh enjoy games that aren't difficult or taxing and b are rich enough assholes to where they can spend 60 dollars to no consequence Oh, other than that i can't imagine and i'm seeing it in a lot of the discussion like i can't imagine a situation where this is like a satisfying good game to play the reviews are bad the uh the the controversy over missing features not being there on launch is is like overwhelming it with negativity but also just playing it myself like not I I watched the launch trailer and read a few of the news stories leading up to it, but it's my usual policy to not watch trailers past the launch. So I didn't really know what I was missing out on and what was promised, but I still was not really having the time of my life with this thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, man, that's Uh, sad. It's it's just like overall a very, very underdeveloped, underwhelming experience where a lot of what could be interesting situations in the game end up becoming little text boxes that pop out of of people and places you click on that give you a choice. And one of the choices rewards you with like a useless upgrade you throw away, you know, like in uh, it, it really, really suffers from it just not having a diverse enough pool of things to generate with its procedural generation algorithms the, the, the chances of duplicates feels way too high going on here for as big a scale as, as the galaxy they've created is 
there's just uh, such little variety of what's between them that after the first, I don't know, I want to say like three to four hours, you have pretty much seen everything. And the reason why is because they made the choice for every planet to have all the basic necessary minerals on it for getting somewhere. Some planets have rare minerals, but they're not really useful for much. So you don't have like that that motivation to drive and go out and explore because mm. there's no carrot at the end of that stick. Um hmm. And one could argue, as Sean Murray does in his blog, that it's a very chill game about just relaxing and enjoying the pretty scenery. But the problem with that is that the algorithm doesn't really make pretty scenery very well. There's like a mm-hmm. chance in a blue moon you'll have a pretty looking uh, planet, but it's pockmarked by very ugly... Well, they're not ugly assets, but the way that the procedural generation places the handmade assets is kind of ugly. You'll see giant mushrooms and, and rock crystals poking out of places that really kind of ruin the flow of the landscape it wants to be uh, generating underneath all all that. And that's like there for a resource management metagame that's not really balanced or well fleshed out either. There's oh, yeah, I, there's number yeah, issues, that- math issues. <laughs> That makes sense to me. Like, I don't think there was ever going to be uh, a situation where a procedurally generated universe would come up with consistently good results. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I, The closest thing that I can relate to something like that is, of course, Minecraft, because that's, you know, that was like one of the big procedurally generated worlds things that like spurred on the rise of like procedural games Mm -hmm. that you know with roguelikes and everything like procedural became something that was very hot for a long time and minecraft had a big part to do with that and their world generation also has just like it's you know it's much smaller in scale and it's still like here's some trees and here's some grass and then all of a sudden here's a desert and how did that happen but then like sometimes you'll get some cool stuff like wow this cliff is really neat and then You know, but if you blow that up in scale by a million times, you're just going to get a million times more forest turning into but it's, sand for I, no I think reason. It gains a lot from how much more compressed that your space is in Minecraft versus No Man's yeah, Sky. Like it's it's the <laughs> it used to be Skyrim was the best example of this, but now No Man's Sky is the best example of the like ocean wide but a foot deep paradigm. Yeah, yeah. You can say it's all surface level fluff and it really is because you can't really find interesting stuff buried beneath the surface of the planet. Some of them have caves, but out of around 25 hours of playing this thing, I found the same formations inside of every planet's caves. Every planet has the same stuff to find on top of the surface. Whereas with Minecraft, like I think that game has steadily over the years developed stellar procedural generation algorithms where it generates terrain that kind of follows the principles of level design where as you explore you get a drip feed of interesting things and useful resources at at a constant and steady rate that eventually leads up to you like making a portal to hell and and yeah, going no, on actual adventures out of the stuff it makes for you whereas uh with no man's sky you kind of feel that early on in the game it, it's a little divisive how people feel about the early game i really enjoyed it because that was uh they they 
give you a broken ass ship that you need to run around the planet and find materials to repair with. And then they give you a little main quest where you got to build a hyperdrive. So you got to travel around the star system, uh, sometimes buying and selling resources because you don't know how to collect them off the planets at that point. And that was interesting. It was a nice drip feed of constant diverse challenges. And then the next 18 to 20 hours, uh, I at that point, after two hours, I had kind of already maximized how cool and overpowered my character was going to be for the next 20 or 30 hours because there was just mm. uh everything i had done in the starter solar system was everything that was available to me in all the 15 quintillion other ones mm. that's unfortunate i would i mean we're going to talk about this later about features that were teased and or explicitly talked about and aren't in the game yeah. but uh the thing that i was really interested in when i started learning about what no man's sky actually was a couple weeks ago because i didn't really look into it and read the hype train or anything uh the thing that was interesting to me was like oh you may never meet another player but like if you do like maybe you can pretty much become like like you know uh, not a smuggler but like a someone who like has uh a monopoly on like you know, this one rare resource that you found a solar system that just like packed with it, like a planet full of fucking uranium or something. I don't know. Yeah, and I know. Every planet has just enough uranium for what the team decided you'd need. Yeah, that's unfortunate because I like because in our own solar system, we have planets that are around us that are just like like fuck. What, what is Venus's atmosphere is like? It's like acidic to. It's terrifying. Earth. It's hell. Venus yeah. is hell in real life. Yeah, exactly. Like I, f I forget what it was. It was like sulfur or something. Like the the whole atmosphere is just made up of like will kill you instantly gas. And like, why don't? Why isn't there a planet that's just that, just like barren and completely there, lifeless there and no just like a rock and no no man's sky that you can't walk safely on. It, you see, uh, I was I I already knew like we all knew this was going to be overhyped and. When you're overhyped, there's always room for disappointment. We all knew this, but like I was hoping at least it would have the bare bones of something like when Elite Dangerous came out. Like when mm -hmm. Elite Dangerous came out, it was very bare bones, right? There, there wasn't mm -hmm. uh, much there, but you can trade, you can uh, go to different uh, uh, planets to, you know, this cargo scoop all this type of different things you could do bounty hunting there were things to do at least i don't know there mm. there was something there and overall that it looked really good yeah you don't there's not there's no at least some bare bones there no i mean there's bare bones there's just not much beyond those bare bones one one thing Oof. i i've never really for one, I never really got the hype of this game, but I've also never really got the resentment people were also at the same time as the hype developing towards it, because it, the concept reminded me a lot of like Sid Meier's Pirates or uh, Mountain Blade or, or Freelancer or like you were saying Elite Dangerous, like this concept of explore, exploration, adventure sandboxes have existed for decades on PC and done fine. But mm -hmm. one thing I was noticing when playing No Man's Sky is that there's just less activities built into the game compared to the genre standard. You go to planets, gather resources for to fuel the next trip to the next planet, or you can skip that process entirely and kind of buy them from a spreadsheet in space stations. And and at neither point is there like a, a threat or or a compelling carrot at the end of that stick. There's... um. 
I think I think one of the greatest examples of just how underdeveloped the game is and the potential it could have had is uh, how many text boxes it shows up. You, you guys have played FTL, right? Yeah. Yes. When you travel to a new uh, location in FTL, you oftentimes get a text box describing a cool adventure happening. The team did not have the resources to draw it or render it in, in wonderful stylized graphics, but you still like have a text choose your own yeah. adventure displayed to you, which I think is really cool. I really liked how they did that in Pillars of Eternity, too. And they do that in... Uh, no Man's Sky, you, you can walk up to a monument, an alien monolith, or there'll be like an infested station covered in goop and you'll find some uh, uh, scary logs from, from a guy who discovered an entire planet whose oceans was made out of razors and then looked up to the sky to see a galaxy eating god peering deep down into his soul and when you're like creeping around this this infested uh uh kind of john carpenter aliens covered uh, uh shelter on an alien planet that has a poisonous atmosphere you're like oh man there might be zombies out there in the universe somewhere and there aren't there's like nothing will really attack you besides the the wild animals it procedurally generates, which always look ugly, by the way. Yeah, have you guys seen the the fucking Jurassic Park mm-hmm. parody thing? Oh no! <laughs> and it kills me that I think. God damn it! I, I I have such like a weird sensibility these days because I love the visual humor of that tweet, but I hate how the tweet just says apologize. Like for some reason, for me, like making a demand that a developer publicly apologize like crosses the line from from oh, yeah, fun insult humor fuck. to like right enti- entitlement. And I feel like I I I don't know where that line is, and I don't know how right of me it is to call something or someone entitled, but. I, it's emblematic of why I don't like a lot of the discussions online surrounding No Man's Sky. It, 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 it seems poisonous to an extent. I, 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 I kind of yeah. want to tune it out and just not like the game on its own terms rather than the, the context surrounding the game. There, <laughs> no Man's Sky discussion on the internet is one of those things where nobody, nobody wants to discuss. Everyone just wants to spout. And so there's no point in there's a lot of mockery a lot of negativity and also good criticism inside of there somewhere (laughs) like the jurassic park joke like comparing this thing to to the sense of adventure it's good right right yeah it's It's pretty funny funny. but then it's just (laughs) freaking oh god what's that guy's name um for, pre- for people Bong, out Brit there Bong. just just search no man's sky jurassic park and it'll pop up oh yeah infamous yeah. troll humorist brit brong made a great tweet with a little webm attached about how how the game effectively doesn't deliver on the jurassic park-esque fantasy it's marketed as and but then it, it just says yeah. apologize period <laughs> you know like like how hillary clinton just said never tweet period so it's just like uh, a, a public demand period. It's so it's so dry and and like demanding. Yeah, the, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what he's getting at is clearly it's advertised, you know, falsely. It's right, you know, like with Watchdogs being extremely uh, downgraded. Oh, in this is from, worse than Watchdogs, even right, because it's the actual you know elements of gameplay mm-hmm. and. Like the important stuff, like finding those cool, like Brachiosaurus looking things would have been awesome. But instead you get, 
I don't I don't even know what to call that. It looks like a horse's body walking on two feet with a T-Rex head like kind of like peeking over the chest. Stumbling around a really <laughs> yeah. barren ground that that its tail is clipping through. I mean, <sighs> you know what's the the like sad thing is No Man's Sky at this point, because like some people like it, a lot of people don't. Is this just going to become Spore again? Yep. I, I, Are we going to forget about it next next year? And Probably. The only time we're ever going to talk about Unless No Man's Sky is going like... Remember? serious work on it. And I my confidence in this developer is at like 0% right now. I mean, yeah. I wish them the best, but I also wish all people the best. Yeah. <laughs> Even the ones who might <laughs> oh. be not good at... <laughs> it, it delivering projects on time as expected under budget <sighs> also well, i played shantae like, in the pirate's curse significantly oh, better game <laughs> yeah it's uh, actually own that pretty pretty old i got it in a humble bundle for wii u so i've been like cuddling up in my bed every now and then playing a level of shantae it's it's adorable and nice. it's also really good it's <laughs> suddenly shovel knight makes a lot of sense because yeah. shantae is basically shovel knight yeah way forward is pretty dang solid as far as i know i don't i don't think i've actually played more than like one way forward game uh but i mean former way forward guys did shovel knight so yep. you got mm. super solid platforming and level design just like feels good sounds good jake kaufman soundtrack all the dialogue of the story is just like <laughs> incredibly sarcastic and full of jokes uh, yeah. the just like primary difference here is that there's like sequel fluff here there mm-hmm. the levels make you backtrack there's a lot of like recurring characters who reference stuff from other games dialogue seems to go on a lot longer than it should but i mean other than that it's just a good video game the video game just like shovel knight was slightly higher fidelity mm-hmm. gorgeous sprite work great music feels good looks good Plays good. Good good game. Everyone's really hot, too. Yeah. So um, I guess that's that's also I've always liked the I've always liked the Shantae art style. Oh, they're completely shameless. Like, the opening scenes of this, this, this game have you, like, following her to take a bath, and then the villain, like, crashes through the ceiling while, while she's in the tub. And yeah. <laughs> ah. I don't know if you've, like, actually seen the first 30 minutes of Shantae, but there's this scene where she's, like, in the tub covered by bubbles, and she's like, ah, what are you doing here? As the villain, who's also this, like, hot boob lady, crashes mm-hmm. through the ceiling and is like, rawr. It then fades to black and Shantae's still in the tub in an entirely different room as the villain like <laughs> walks through the exposition dump of the problems you got to solve for the rest of the game. <laughs> and it's like it's like totally shameless fan service. But at the same time, it's like kind of cute and humorous and self-aware enough to like not offend anybody. Yeah, they they managed to get away with it with this series. And and that's that's cute. I mean, for a long time, my opinion has been that if you're going to do stuff like that, like, at least own it. Like, don't pretend fucking dead or alive, whatever uh, fighting game. Don't pretend that your game is about the fighting game. Like, we all know that it's about the boobs. So, like, (laughs) I don't really fault games like, uh, God, what's that one that fucking Austin Eruption sang the praises of? One chambra. Yeah, Oni Chambra. Uh 
like I don't necessarily like the content, but they're definitely just like straightforward. Like, yeah, made a game about boobs. Why don't you look at them? And it's I like, mean, I right, think there's well, at least like you're... a lot to be said of how how the game handles character work and design. Like, I've never really really felt weirded out or creeped out playing the dead or alive games but mm. the the volleyball games where where you have the girls like stumbling around acting like children with with the camera yeah. clearly focused on their butts as as they like look up with oversized eyes and and do baby talk like eh. yeah i watched eh. uh, a bit of grump's playthrough of i think dead or alive 3 or something i don't know it seemed like no better than a basically a Newgrounds game with a budget. But but I mean, even then, there's just like something about about a lot of these games that's that like seem to infantilize the subject of what they're trying to make sexy that really rubs me the wrong way. Like just yeah, have like sexy a characters having a having a good old fun time like Shantae and no one old no one will care. Yeah. Oh, no yeah. offense to to Newgrounds game makers. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah 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 no i think i like <laughs> i'm sure i rustled the feathers of a few people but like comparing the character of quiet in mgs5 to ava from mgs3 like one of them is is having way more fun than the other and one of them is like suffering and mute and and like can't express herself at the same time as as she's like trying uh, to be sexy out of necessity rather than the character wanting to be sexy. I really I really shouldn't play any more Metal Gear games. I'm just I I mm, <laughs> I'm I'm in the I'm the minority. I'm the minority with this type of stuff. I don't like that type of stuff in my games, man. Ah, oh. is that it? Is that another black joke? Oh, remember how on MGS4 when you have like sexy lady bosses and they're like super cool and they put on their sexy lady boss suit, but then you you, you beat them in the boss battle and take pictures of them dying as they're making sex. Like, that's the line for me. Yeah. I don't mind sexy. Sexy yeah. is fine. Yeah. When you're putting like porn yeah, in the that, game then that's that's the line for me I, I i like i like i like porn 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 is fine but there's there's certain <laughs> but you cer- go cer- to you thresholds you yeah, yeah but you go that, to a we, certain place for porn like four when, when, times when you combine before. it with violence or infantilization that's that's when i start to to get a little weirded out yeah sorry i i don't play games with you know lotion and um you know tissues handy right you know right by saying? the side yeah, yeah. I, i'm actually your, always your battle station always wondered equipped. that as well <laughs> yes yes i don't yeah anyways yeah, whatever i yeah. it's weird that like shantae circled into this conversation because that's an example of a game doing it right <laughs> right 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 not, yeah. not shantae but yeah anyways anyways anyway. uh, i almost yes i almost dove into warcraft legion pre-patch but i didn't but i almost did <laughs> which one is legion again <laughs> the new one okay <laughs> uh but i have listened to like 40 something hours of warcraft lore while i've been making oh my, my god you're cosplay. crazy i'm i'm so deep dude i i know everything and i actually have an interesting uh, a video that i was going to make has shifted into a different video because it seems like the most successful World of Warcraft expansions play on already existent lore that's like from deep into like the Warcraft 1, 2, and 3 like realm 
that just like you know is resurfacing and like having more parts added to it and the worst warcraft or world of warcraft expansions are like trying to like introduce an entirely new concept and there's like a pretty clear correlation between like things that are liked by the community and things that aren't with the like new lore versus like like expanded old lore it's very weird is it good lore yeah huh is it good lore oh yeah the world of warcraft universe is like fucking amazing even with the pandas like and the aliens well that's yeah those well the aliens yes because those are the draenei and that's actually super one of the most interesting parts is the draenei and the fucking demon lords and shit but pandaria (laughs) is like one of the ones i was talking about that's like they tried to do something like Let's introduce a completely new thing based off of a one-off character from Warcraft Three, and it was like, Panda. no, yeah. Let's so not. I remember when when Pandaria came out. I, I so you know I've never really gotten into the Warcraft games, but I remember reading a post on a forum somewhere where someone was talking about how the Pandarians have existed in the Warcraft lore forever, but as kind of an inside joke, and that for Blizzard to like go full out and and make a. a well production value expansion pack based on the joke race was was a little unprecedented yeah like there was i forgot what his name the there a mercenary you can hire in warcraft 3 from the mercenary tavern he was just like brewmaster or something or another and literally he was just like like kind of a stereotypical asian person but is also a panda man and like that was his thing and that's like about it and he like did monk style fighting and like that was as far as pretty much you see of pandaria and so honestly like the expansion has a lot to do with like troll invaders it has a lot to do with the old gods and they could have totally just had it in pandaria but instead of saying mrs pandaria it could have been like rise of cthun or like like I don't know, Return of the Zandalari or something, and they could have used trolls or old gods to, like, brand it, and it would have looked cooler and been more enticing, but instead they were like, let's slap the pandas on the cover, so, and it so was a is, really is bad Kung idea. is Kung Fu Panda a, a Warcraft ripoff? Practically. Yeah. Huh. I mean, basically, I would assume that they're both just inspired by the same thing, which is the fact that Asian cultures are very well-known to be, like the birthplace of like martial arts and like kung fu pandas live in china right (laughs) i think that's the only correlation there it's like and and i'm wondering like how much original thought that takes like a panda man that knows kung fu versus (laughs) dreamworks like looking deep into the warcraft lore and being like you know what we can make a a best-selling franchise out of this this joke character and then, and, and then make doing this, it, <laughs> make it voiced by Jack Black. Amazing. <sighs> but I highly recommend if you guys out there are interested in the Warcraft lore, like put it on like a podcast or something. You don't need to watch; just listen. And it's pretty fucking cool. I've learned a lot, and this, oh. like the Warcraft universe is fascinating. So one concept that I did kind of discover with No Man's uh, Sky was the appeal of the quote-unquote podcast game, which is a term I didn't really know about until I was playing No Man's Sky with a chat room full of friends in the background, and everyone was like, this seems to be working as a podcast game. So I... <laughs> 
I don't know like how how well I think this thing appeals to me. People will pick games that don't require that much of an emotional investment that are just kind of have routines you run through with pretty sights and sounds to look at along the way as podcast mm-hmm. games. Yeah. And and that's cuz I I think I get it cuz I've played a lot of games in the past that I thought were just kind of mediocre that still have huge fan bases and lots of praise like the the Far Cry's and the Assassin's Creed's and I'm wondering if this whole time I just should have been playing them while listening to podcasts <laughs> cuz I liked No Man's Sky a lot more when my mind was half distracted. Yeah, it's it's the idea of like like MMOs like, like podcasts. Yeah, right. it's exactly like MMOs. Like because you're not uh, looking too deep into the story. Like, I mean, I looked deep into the lore of Warcraft, but like I still skip all the fucking text boxes for quests and everything. I don't really care. Like it's just like oh, that dude wants me to go so collect some carrots, whatever. Um, when I was playing well, I would like turn everything off and concentrate. Like that's how I played games my whole life. So I mean like knowing and feeling an the appeal of podcast games is like if it's an interesting quest like i i all the raid stuff i like read through but like again it's fucking you know starting zone big human level one and it's like please go kill wolves okay skip um but anyway yeah it's like the idea of like busy work in those games like you know repeat like repetitious grinding Mm -hmm. doing stuff like in minecraft you have to like collect wood or whatever it seems like you are wasting your time but if you're simultaneously doing that and listening to a podcast it seems less so and I, I, at the same time just listening to a podcast and doing nothing seems like wasting your time yeah but listening to a podcast and doing something else doesn't i've, so, I've always used podcasts as exercise excuses an exercise yeah. but now i wonder if suddenly i'm going to become fat now because i've discovered how much fun mediocre games are with podcasts in the background yeah <laughs> i actually distract myself with videos now like when i'm on the elliptical i just put on like a playlist and i watch it on your cell I, phone yeah Huh. Like that distracts I, I me full-on, like night and day difference. I feel like I'm wow. I feeling if I have like vis- something visual in my in my in my way, I can like not focus on my feet visual. burning. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Uh let's uh do some news after the break. Push, 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 push. scary foreshadowing event uh, uh hinting at the disastrous negativity and cynicism that would come talking about how pokemon go got totally ruined right yeah 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 but it's back it's okay they fixed it and our plan is to fix it even harder no about a week ago oh uh so you remember how we were whining about the pokeball tax or i think yeah. that was like more my grievances sunder yeah because i hadn't i hadn't tried doing it at all your your big beef was the nearby system being removed 
Right. Well, this week they fixed the Pokeball attacks. They said it was apparently a bug. Yeah, I'm and, sure it was. <laughs> or just like how a bug like this happens. This is why Niantic is is clearly under understaffed for the thing they're tackling off. Same problem with with uh, Hello Games with No Man's Sky. Anyways, um, they've acknowledged that the increased flea rate and increased uh, uh, fight rates and the the lack of bonus XP you were getting for super good throws was was a thing that was happening. They said it was a bug and was not intentional. And later that week, they rolled out a fix that fixed it. I, I It's still, hmm. still not as uh, easy and lenient as it was when I was playing it maybe three weeks ago. But it's like just a little bit more hard to where you have to pay a little bit of attention to how you're throwing your balls, which I think is fine. Yeah, that's I mean, what it was during the bugged period was from what I was hearing was just like, you're going to have to commit like 20 or so Pokeballs to catch anything decent. Ridiculous. Rare Pokemon that you spend a whole day hoping would spawn would just like run away after your first failed throw. Yeah. So oh. which was, you know, it's totally RNG. And uh, now yeah. now it's a whole lot more fair and then at least a little bit more skill dependent, but just, just there's just less of the Pokeball tax there in the first place, which was the big problem I had. Uh, you had problems with them taking away the nearby feature, which is going to be replaced as they've outlined by a feature called sightings, which, uh, shows right, which you, is pretty good. It, it, did you see the, uh, GIF that they posted that you users on NeoGAF posted a GIF that kind of sold me over. If you, Scroll down the paste article I've linked to in our docket. You'll you'll see this GIF, which looks really neat. Right, yeah, watching it now. Uh, um, you tap the Pokestop on your nearby list that a Pokemon has been sighted by, and your map zooms way the hell out over to where you should be looking for this Pokemon. Yeah, which, I mean, this is a pretty good system. Uh, the The kind of downfall of it is that it still is like... Wow. This caters to people who are in densely populated areas with lots of Pokestops. And for people like me, there's only like four Pokestops and they're all in the same cluster. So, I I mean, I would only go there anyway because that's where the stops are. So, like, this doesn't help me hunt for anything. I'm wondering, but, though, you see this big uh, arrow it's pointing to? Uh, there's like a blue circle with a little arrow next to it, and it seems to be pointing slightly upwards of the actual stop. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if the stop is just what the Pokemon is, the the nearest stop that the Pokemon's to, but the Pokemon themselves can spawn between Pokestops. Yeah, this arrow points out to you. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I have friends who still play it. I'm just going to let them test it out for me i don't really feel like i, I just have no motivation to play this game it, it, man do, those do you things feel are like, far away dude that yeah good yeah. that'll that'll get you walking and going on an adventure <laughs> i mean what, what is it gonna be i wonder how the pictures are gonna be like in the forest or something that's just weird to me i love mm. it i want to go out in the forest and search for pokemans and that's what i have never been able to do because they never had a working feature like this during my tenure with the game yeah. Which which Jimmy was apparently doing way early on in launch when it was actually working, and that's an experience I still haven't had yet. So I wanna, I wanna go find bodies in the woods and also Pokemon. Yeah, honestly, I would just like the original step counter back, but apparently that was a big 
tax on their servers to do that. Which is so. weird because this looks way more specific. Yeah, and it looks way fancy. more taxing. Uh, to clarify, when is this coming out? Uh, they the, they haven't the, specified. Like, zoom out map thing. Yeah, yeah. they haven't said. But oh. there is a certain population of um, test players who are already able to use this feature. Yeah, they just haven't like rolled PTR. it up for all the users yet. Oh. Uh, but you know that's that's all in Niantic's hands, not yeah. not Nintendo's, who are a very different I, company. I think that <laughs> Niantic's hands should be doubled in the amount of hands that they have because I think that they need more people to make this game. If good. if Nintendo was was a benevolent, nice, kind company, they probably would send over like i don't know 10 genius programmers to work on this game along with niantic but mm. in the meantime we have to deal with the nintendo that takes down fan <laughs> projects by the boatload god last the week there was a string of them three of them the mm. another it was so, all so close together another metroid prime 2 remake got taken down the nintendo power archive got taken down and a fan project called pokemon uranium got taken down mm. all within like four days of each other <laughs> yeah it's like it is amazing like i okay I, i've said this before in previous podcasts i said it on twitter i'll say it now this is almost absolutely nintendo of japan's decision because that's like primarily where this comes from you like hear stories like when splatoon came out Nintendo of America being like, here, YouTubers, have our game, play it, put it up, monetize, yeah. And Nintendo of Japan immediately copyright claiming all those videos mm -hmm. because they're Nintendo of Japan. And I don't know what the specific differences in business culture is between Japan and America, but that's typically what ends up being the case. So if you're going to direct your anger, probably direct it at Nintendo of Japan for this, like, like it is well within their rights but still just like a very silly like just let your fans celebrate your stuff isn't that a wonderful thing that we should all love no they gotta protect their intellectual property because then they'll be setting precedents for for a case when they actually rip people off which i, I just, think is an argument that's actually getting some holes poked into it these days oh yeah yeah i don't know i i've, I've seen some weird weird discussions on on my various boards of choice that that i'm unfamiliar with one of which when these projects were coming out over the past week i saw a lot of upvoted comments on reddit talking about how nintendo is usually lenient about fan projects which is so not true how the fuck no. who how why when when yeah, did that become <laughs> a thing people think i don't know yeah. in the outline i have like four comments pointed out in particular that that we're at the top of threads um, pointing out that like the Metroid Prime 2 Metroid 2 remake actually launching with with people not expecting Nintendo to take it down right away, which immediately happened as it did with Mario ROM hacks upon release of Super Mario Maker. Uh, yeah. uh, the Super Mario 64 HD project getting taken down. Super Mario Brothers X, I think, is like the one that solidified their their evil reputation in my heart because that's a absolutely mm. epic fan game that ended yeah. up becoming terraria same developer also, started that project after he got taken down for his fan game 
also Project M. Oh yeah, also yeah. Dolphin Emulator. There um, was a really shitty yeah, fan Super movie. Mario. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was gonna say Sunshine HD that people were trying to make. There, there was a really shitty fan movie made in Georgia called The Hero of Time that had a screening at the local art house theater, and no, then they released I it online for that. free. And they mm-hmm. took that down too. I still have a backup copy of that because, <laughs> no like, it's such a great party movie. <laughs> the thing is, is like, you know, it's this kind of dredge up the same fucking argument that we do all the time on the internet. But like, at what point does that stop becoming fair use? Because like with AM2R, with the, another Metroid Two remake, uh, it's it makes sense because they use assets from Nintendo's game. Fine. Like, the, a lot of those assets were sprite work that was done for Super Metroid, Zero Mission, Fusion, etc. But fucking making a movie based on an IP, that's... I, it seems like that absolutely just falls into fair use without even mm, a, not, not like a passing glance. Not unless it's like parody or criticism or edutainment. Or, it doesn't and, need to be. It just needs to be transformative. Well, but yeah, that's the like common justification. Also, fair use is is a defense if you get sued it's not a protection from being sued i like if i mean it can i guess be argued but i'm saying that you're like, using the ip without the permission then then you can get sued for it which is why so many of these developers don't contest the takedowns they just sneak out a torrent of it and then be like okay we're doing exactly as we're told because they yeah. they even if they win the case they will still have to pay more money than any individual feasibly has yeah i just it just makes me upset because again nintendo is it's in their prerogative like you know do you nintendo but like no metroid games for how long now and just basically oh no, they, an HD they're remake. making a metroid game it's called Federation. it's not out it's not out yet doesn't it so come out no tomorrow metroid games it comes out, yeah, in a little bit. Federation but like, Force. Oh my god, it comes out tomorrow. <laughs> literally. <laughs> no one cares. It, no one cares. Oh, and Tuar was literally released on the fucking, what was it, 30th anniversary of Metroid? Yeah. It's really good, too, from what I'm reading. Yeah, I have the the 1.1 download of it, the one that they updated after they got taken down. So. Which is also hilarious. The dev is still patching it even after yeah. it's been taken down. Yeah. But like a f- completely free, just like love letter to Metroid that was been in development for like fucking nine years or something. Damn. What are you gaining by taking it down? Just the the like the quote unquote like uh, ability to defend ourselves in future cases to set precedent. Like, <sighs> <sighs> If I had thousands of dollars, I would just donate it to to AM2R's devs because they deserve it. Well, if you actually get sued, you're gonna need like tens of thousands of dollars. Bare no, minimum. I'm not saying I'm not saying to get their legal defense funded or whatever. I'm just saying they they don't fucking deserve to be taken down. Stupid, uh, dumb. The one thing that also breaks my heart as someone who cares about journalism and media is the Nintendo power archive going down. Like yeah, these absolutely that, like <laughs> schlock magazines from 20 years ago. Wow. Uh, I, I don't, I don't understand like why, who, who yeah. they were feasibly hurting unless Nintendo has actual real plans 
to sell an archive of backlog Nintendo Power issues, which I can't imagine they'd want to do. But it's it's really weird that uh, the Internet Archive can get away with like hosting full arcade MAME ROMs of Street Fighter 2, like franchises that mm. are still active and uh, won't get takedowns for it. But when they put out these magazines that the, the uh, now defunct publication that uh, st- is not being resold on the digital stores, they get taken down by Nintendo for it. Wow. Yep. It's just wow <sighs> nintendo deep heavy sigh yeah also pokemon uranium is like a completely original game that's just using the pokemon ip which well, that means it's not i original. don't know i mean all of the everything in it that's not like i hear the it's fact really that it's good called pokemon. Uh, i mean the uh the designs are uh they oscillate in in quality <laughs> over the course of the game from what I've seen. Also, I'd rather it be called anything other than Pokemon Uranium. Yeah. It's kind of like calling it Pokemon Chlorine Gas or something. <laughs> Nine po- Pokemon- years in the po- making. Holy crap. Pokemon Agent Orange. Pokemon Arsenic. <laughs> <laughs> God. All right. Fan just, games. That just reminds me of all those like... This reminds me of all those like, um, Pokemon, but they're realistic. And it's just like, no, you just took the design and you added like gross ass teeth and tried to make them look all scary. Yeah. 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 Uh, you guys remember super hot? I know, I know Matt remembers super hot. Yeah. I remember super hot. It was super super hot. hot. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. Like scrolling through reviews of this year, I, I find it hard to really like narrow down my my quote unquote game of the year this year so far but i like i almost think i had the most fun just like the most pure unrestrained un un nitpicky uncritical enjoyment playing through super hot which is weird because it's just like a two hour long like little nothing throwaway game but it's it's so it's so neat Mm, anyways they're making a card game out of super hot now what that's that's weird isn't it they're making a card game. Why is everyone making a card game now? I don't know. It seems like everyone has a card game. Everyone has a board game. I have two boxes of Witcher 3 Gwent cards leaning on yes. my bedside behind me right now. I'm yeah. having a George Fest tomorrow. A bunch of friends of mine are going to play the Witcher 3 card yeah. game. Yes, it's going to be fun. I thought fun. you were going to say, because you're like, everyone has a card game, everyone has a board game. And you said, I, and I thought you were going to say, I have a card game. And I was really excited to play Played, the Super Bunny Hop <laughs> RPG role playing pen and paper game is is getting a Kickstarter this December, which is also when the Super Hot Card game will be getting its Kickstarter. Uh, they're developing it by a guy named Manuel Corriera, who apparently knows what he's doing. I'm going to mispronounce that. However, he built a deck building game called Agent Decker. Have any of you guys played or heard of Agent Decker? No, no. Uh, it's called. Yeah, they're collaborating with a, <laughs> another board game developer called Board and Dice who worked with Corriere on a best-selling board game called Multi-Universum. Have you guys played or heard of Multi-Universum? No. Yeah, see, this is uh, kind of out of our league. We're, we're lonely dweebs who sit in our basements playing video games. We don't go out and hang out with people and play board games. It's really sad. We're failures of human beings. So we don't... I, I don't know. The, the only thing I can think about is that Superhot's gameplay, when it's in your hands, does have a weird uh kind of resemblance to turn-based gameplay where you stop think about what you're gonna do and then execute that plan 
but um there's hard time limits in place so i'm wondering if uh the 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 card game will involve like maybe an hourglass that you flip over and tick down as you have to play multiple cards against multiple mm. cards coming at you within some kind of hard time limit Mm. which might actually be a fairly interesting way of translating super hot to car. You know what? Actually, now I'm interested. If I have disposable cash, when this thing comes out, I might uh, see about snagging up a copy of it for a video topic. I wonder what the cards are going to be. What bullet sword punch. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Maybe maybe the, the, the Katana beats bullets, but extra time on the timer also beats both i don't know <laughs> this is weird yeah. strange yeah it's gonna be quite interesting there there will be a kickstarter campaign oh oh okay <laughs> okay yeah you gotta gotta pay those printing fees you, you pay know the artists. did you like super hot well guess what guys we're making a card <laughs> game do we have a a new super hot product for you although you know that that vr version is probably gonna keep them in the media for a while as as this goes through i don't know if they're going to be turning a profit on it because they had to take that oculus exclusivity deal but super hot vr is probably gonna be rad matt can tell us all about it when it comes out you know you know i'll be i'll be ready i'll be your oculus move controllers yeah are you getting those by the way absolutely absolutely cool yes i have to i have to i have to touch you have to touch um, finish the sentence please i have to touch i have to touch that's it (laughs) you have to touch touch things yeah no i have to touch you just okay okay (laughs) wario wear over here yes yes uh big news topic this week has always been no man's sky as you might expect one thing that i think is really interesting a little unprecedented on top of all the like anger and negativity uh over what was released compared to what was shown is that someone on reddit has apparently made a big ass spreadsheet being very very specific with individual citations for each each piece of of quote-unquote promised feature and then comparisons to what works in the final game including specific time-stamped uh links to trailers as well as specific quotes from interviews you know uh describing really really obvious things that that you could tell at a glance like no real multiplayer giant sandworms missing as well as abstract stuff that takes a little bit more observation to notice is wrong the the one thing that that kills me is uh this quote he dug up from sean murray saying the physics of every other game is faked when you're on a planet you're surrounded by a skybox a cube that someone has painted stars or clouds onto but our day night cycle is happening because the planet is rotating on its own axis as it spins around the sun and as it turns out in the final game they kind of fudge that by by painting a skybox around a sphere that you teleport to the planets don't revolve around suns in the final games they they do rotate on their own axes but they don't move anywhere in physical space and the the same illusions that he's kind of making fun of is what the team ended up implementing for the game How big are the planets, by the way? Because that's another thing he mm. mentioned. Yeah, yeah. He said in interviews that it would take days to fully right. explore the planets, but in the actual game, it takes 
if you really want to walk from one end to another, I would estimate about four, three hours. They're they're miniaturized, probably mm. probably closer to like the moon than the Earth, but still very very big in terms of what you would expect out of like quickly generated on the fly game worlds. Mm. The the problem we've we've gone over it, of course, is just like how much is there. One thing that that I think is a little sad is how little terrain diversity there is on these planets, which is to be expected, I guess. They're they're all thematic. I mean, you know, mm. we 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 know and and love planet Earth with its with its deserts and its tundras and its the beautiful rocky coastline, the very, it's very diverse areas. But uh, your garden world and no man's sky is just uh, kind of the same density of beaches and islands uh, spread across the entire planet surface. Yeah. Whereas uh, every every planet is is very thematic. Mm. Is there a pirate themed planet? <laughs> Probably not. What are those videos coming out, Jimmy? They they don't have cities or towns or civilizations. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> am, am I like the only one who hasn't forgotten about <laughs> I will never forget, right? It's still Your Twitter avatar is wearing a pirate costume still. Yeah. Can't imagine what I had those made for. <laughs> uh last <laughs> speaking of crushing disappointment uh wow. our last our last news topic Rosa. is is causing crushing disappointment for a lot of fans i for one i'm not <clears throat> feeling it because i i like to think that i have everything everything <laughs> together and i'm a normal person but uh that might not be true anyways a kojima less metal gear spinoff project is in the works at konami it is called Metal Gear Survive. It is a four-player zombie co-op shooter. Ooh, yeah, man. This yeah, is what that's I've been waiting for. Stretch. But at the same time, you know, I don't know how much you've paid attention to the year later, game of the year, wacky spin-off modes that they put out for previous Metal Gear games. I mean, Metal Gear Solid 1 had had the VR missions where where you had boss battles against giant Godzilla-sized guards and murder mystery minigames and and creepy photo sessions. And in Metal Gear Solid 2 had a skateboarding minigame where you skateboarded around the, the big shell and the subsist- the substance re-release. Metal Gear Solid 3 had an ape escape tie-in mode where you caught little cartoon monkeys in the subsistence re-release along with a online mode that was super duper wacky. Metal Gear Solid 4 got the online mode, but no weird wacky single player modes. It, it, it really didn't have like a year later game of the year version. What I see happening here is them making a wacky spinoff for the game of the year later edition, but them running out of ideas and coming up with a much more vanilla idea as a result. The thing is really lacking the humor that the usual non-canon Metal Gear spinoff modes have. And it's also uh, being put in the firing line because of the the pressures and controversies that modern day Konami is facing. Yeah, honestly, like, I saw more than a fair few people on my Twitter feed when this came out. Like, obviously, a bunch of people were like, oh, fuck this, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, some people were like, like, you haven't played it, you know, you can't judge the game based on that, which was is it true. Alex? Well, yes. He, he, among, <laughs> among, he, him, and, him and Pro Jared. Uh, I love Alex to death, but he devils advocates to the end of time, and Sometimes I just don't think it's really necessary. But 
Anyway, like, yeah, that's fair. The, you haven't played it, can't judge the game's quality. Yeah. But Pro Jared was going on this long thing of like, like, like you can't call Metal Gear Survive ridiculous based like once you look at the rest of the of the, the Metal Gear stuff and yeah, like all that stuff, like the Ape Escape thing. And he was like just linking like ridiculous shit that's in Metal Gear. And I think that more what he's missing with that assessment is the fact that that's the, exactly the point. There's a whole bunch of ridiculous, interesting shit in Metal Gear that doesn't make any fucking sense. And instead, we have a four-player co-op zombie shooter. Yeah. With literally nothing in it that looks like it has any sort of Metal Gear flavor. It just looks like Boy, I, I, a fucking four-player co-op zombie shooter. kind of feel a little bit of that devil's advocacy, because I really would want Metal Gear to be anything, but... The- four-player zombie survival shooters kind of a tired genre at this point yeah and if it was Metal a tired genre like gonna three be years anything, ago let's not yeah. make it a tired genre oh yeah. you haven't played left for dead yet you should probably but the left, left for, for deads dead. were good the uh uh very mechanically sound oh games. god the That's dead island games old. what's that uh one i've already forgotten the name of it was dead something or other that Dead Island? Star, no, the, the Dead Island devs made it as a pseudo-sequel. It came out around early 2015. It had a PewDiePie quote in its marketing, Dead by Daylight. Dead, no, no, that's another one. Mm. By the Dead Island guys? Yeah, yeah, hang on. Dead Island. It just has such an easily forgettable name. I want to look it up just to refresh myself before i forget it again so by deep silver and it was tech land deep silver let's see um uh, uh dying light Death stranding dying uh, light dying is light. what i was thinking of holy shit what a forgettable name yeah <laughs> which is probably like another example of a game that's fine if you play it with half a brain and have a podcast taking up the other half <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they should they should put your quote on the box instead of PewDiePie. <laughs> I could I could see it, it, if if you know Kojima was Good still working at an acceptable George Konami. <laughs> if if Konami was was still exhibiting good behavior over the past year, and they released this as twenty dollar DLC, I I couldn't imagine there being as much backlash as there was now i would see there being some backlash over it being not that exciting of an idea but the precedence of of them making a wacky non-canon like cheapo throwaway spinoff for for the game of the year edition a year later is something that is very familiar for the franchise but we're also living in a time period where they can release it as a like $20 standalone expansion rather than making you buy the $50 game of the year edition. Like I did with yeah. subsistence when I was a teenager, which was fine. I freaking love subsistence. They really, really, really did work on that version of the, of Metal Gear Solid three, but also it's not the end of the world. I also don't really care that much because Metal Gear hasn't been good since 2008. Sorry guys. I, I just wanted to bring light to the fact that people some people think that everyone's mad because it's it's zombies and it's like no zombies can be interesting this however does not look interesting it, it does like, nothing about this you could slap a different title yeah on this trailer and it would be no no one more or less interesting it looks yeah. like a real cheap idea like it's just something for this team to do there's there's like, like little passion yeah. or creativity I'm seeing here. 
Yeah, but then again, because there's no, it's not Kojima production. At this point onwards, I will not see any more trailers until either I play it for myself or reviews come out, which is a very good policy. I think people, I advise you to do that. Don't Yo, buy things until it's out in their reviews. Yeah. Speaking of reviews, yeah, uh, you're taking you're taking a trip to the glorious glorious Nippon. Nippon. Uh, you should play some Metal Gear Solid Pachinko and do a review. Oh, you just <laughs> you just uh, uh, <laughs> leaked the embargo of one of one of my great <laughs> ideas. Damn, <laughs> the embargo. <laughs> When they announced Silent Hill Pachiko, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Who else on YouTube would go to Japan, sneak a camera into Apache slot parlor, yeah. and just stumble their way through the language barrier to make a video about this? Someone yeah. might, so I better not say anything. But now that we're three weeks off and it's just the podcast, I guess I guess I'll let this slide. But yeah. Yeah, that's an idea Damn. I've had for like a year. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it would be silly of me to think that you hadn't thought of that, but <laughs> the the I don't know. It just dawned on me. The hard part <laughs> is actually figuring out where to go because for to save my life, I can't find a resource online in English or Japanese that uh, tells you which patchy parlors have which machines. So I'm just kind of gonna have to fly by the seat of my pants. Uh, the only thing I know is that Scrib told me that most of the patchy slots he visited while he was in Japan last year just had like a little bit of everything, including the big dumb licensed games. And he sounded pretty confident that I would find it if I like, if I don't, yeah. if I like at least <laughs> visit three at minimum, chances are one of them would have, would have the machines I'm looking for. Just ask somebody. Just, just play Pokemon Go and go to the polls whenever you pass a <laughs> apache slot place just go in pokemon go to the slot machines yeah yeah <laughs> i'm a grown-ass man i can spend my yen on what i want oh by the way when i uh this is completely unrelated but just fun topic uh when i got some currency conversion over at the bank Ooh. they uh sent me two 2000 yen notes which are apparently pretty uncommon in japan they're about as rare as our two dollar bills in america but huh. for some reason banks have lots of them stockpiled so when you order money from a bank you're more likely to get these rare bills which is cool because now i have to decide whether or not i want to hold on to them or spend them while i'm over there <laughs> oh man i want to see that cash when i get over there <laughs> i took a picture of it and posted it on twitter it's really, really interesting. They have uh, some some neat characters on these bills. <laughs> this uh, this this guy on the one thousand yen note kind of looks like a um, like a Japanese version of the main character from a racer head. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm not talking about video games and instead talking about the pictures on this Japanese money I got in the mail. But oh, I saw it. I see it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, um, so Matt got anything in the pipeline? Pipeline, yeah, yeah. I might, I might be Pokemon going going to the polls soon. Um, oh, I might, I might, I might, I might be doing it big. And um, of course, Peace Walker. And I don't know. I I feel like I want to have an opinion on No Man's Sky, but I might just 
just play Metal Gear games instead and Pokemon Go instead for the next couple of videos. Yeah, that's me though. That's me. What about you guys? Uh, I mean, I might have a video. I compiled some some clips of me like working on it that I'm gonna chop together real quick. But if you go check my channel, maybe it's there, maybe it's not. But go check my Instagram. I'm gonna have a picture up of my Genji cosplay that in its complete form. Uh, just Sunder CR on Instagram. I'm excited about that. I think it came out pretty alright. Tight. I'm gonna hedge my bets that I get a review copy at some point and can rush out a Deus Ex review. Ah, I that's right, that's coming out. Comes out in a few days. Oh, um, really? Crap. Okay. You know what else comes out in a few days? Actually, it's already out if you're listening to the podcast. What? Metroid Prime Federation Force. Oh, oh yeah, man. I already Woo. forgot again. Yeah. Woo! Can't wait. But I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to write up an email like right after we finish this. I want a review copy of that. Oh, my God. You're crazy. You you might get one through Jared, actually. I'm sorry, Gerard. I said Jared. Uh, and also, I've got these Gwent cards in the back, and I really want to do a fun video feature called Gwent IRL, where I talk about mm. how, how this video game minigame works in real life. That's going to be cute. <laughs> and I also got a hold of no, eh, not No Man's Sky. Um, this is the police. A long time ago, I want to do a review of that. It'd be way out of date, but I think that would make for some real interesting writing. And hopefully, I can get three videos out before going to Japan. In which case, I'll have to take two weeks off. Maybe can mm -hmm. squeeze a podcast. Don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll oh see. yeah, that's right. I I'll totally have to be podcasting at nine in the morning out of my hostel room on dude you have <laughs> on, to podcast now shitty you made it interesting connection well if anything uh that that would be a good time for us to say why don't you guys out there the listeners let us know if there's anybody that you would like to like us to have on the podcast as a guest uh yeah I'm, the cluster cast like, has just, been getting some negative reviews just a few um <laughs> just a few. oh but oh basically like you know if, if george is going to be out for a couple <laughs> if george is going to be out for a couple weeks uh we don't want to skip more weeks with him gone like yeah. still want to keep the podcast going yeah um so if you guys have anybody that you're burning to uh listen Yay. to us talk to <laughs> just yeah. i don't know Tweet at us. We'll do. We'll do yeah. what we can. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll stretch out e-celeb connections and yeah. 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 Do that, or there will be another cluster cast. Oh God! Imagine a cluster cast that. without me. Do you want that, humble listener? I no, you don't. I know you I don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, actually, that's real good idea. Uh, suggest people you would want in place uh, of me, leave, so that way I don't have your to comments wake up below. At, that way I won't have to wake up at 9 a.m. and use a real shitty microphone attached to my phone and be a couple seconds behind everyone else because of being on the other side of the planet for two weeks. Right. Um, no, I would say tweet at us because yeah. there's no comments yeah. below. Uh, yeah, uh, that's the joke. Send, yeah. send us a pizza roll on our web zone with a portrait of, of your requested guest stapled to the pizza roll and we'll see what we can do. Oh my gosh! Somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody, here, somebody, my dear. I will. 
No, yeah, I was gonna make a promise. I'm not gonna make a promise. Don't but make I would a girl like to see that happen. You can't, you can't keep. Remember that, <laughs> I was, that famous I was going line to say, that Halo said in Cortana. <laughs> I wasn't. I was gonna say if somebody actually sends us that, then I will do everything in my power to get their guest on, no matter what. But I don't want someone to be like PewDiePie, like. <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> oh no! You went a whole different direction. Yeah. Oh man, dude, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't man. know how to do uh, black rituals to revive anyone from the dead. So I, I think that's like really. Just out I of thought it. that's what you people knew best. <laughs> oh okay. my god. Okay. When I went, I went, I went. Yeah, for the like, I'm gonna go again, dance around the fire. Stress, I'll see you guys let later. Let me just stress: don't tell your mom about <laughs> us. <laughs> oh boy.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.